Dr. Henry Poppin spent more than 40 years as a missionary to China. And he tells a story about going out to a very remote village where presumably no missionary had ever been before. When Dr. Poppin got there, he began to tell the villagers about Jesus, how he was gentle and kind, how he was such a, a wise teacher, how he healed people, how he forgave easily, how he loved people, even those whom others deemed unlovable. Well, at that point, the villager stopped him and they said, oh, this Jesus you're talking about, we know him. We know him. He's been here. And Dr. Poppin said, well, I, I don't know about that. Jesus lived in a country very far away from here a long time ago. No, said the villagers, no, no, we know him. He's been here. He lived here. He died here. Come, we'll show you where he's buried. So Dr. Poppin followed the villagers out to the village cemetery, and they showed him a grave there. It was of an American, a Christian medical doctor, who on his own felt called by God to go to that place and live there and love those people and care for them. And he, he did then die there and was buried there. And the villagers, you see, they loved and admired him so much that when they heard Dr. Poppin talk about Jesus, well, they got that Christian medical doctor confused with our Lord. Friends, this is All Saints Sunday. It's, it's a tradition in the Christian church, the first Sunday of November, to take time to remember, to honor those people like that Christian medical doctor, people who have done their very best through the course of their life to be mistaken for Jesus. You see, we understand saints to be people who have spent their lives doing their very best to be a living testimony to the presence of God and Jesus Christ in this world. Now, you might be saying to yourself, hold on, Holly. You have not mentioned the two primary prerequisites for sainthood. First, you've got to be dead. And second, you have to be perfect. Well, let's talk about that. On the first point, with respect to being deceased, it is true that our Roman Catholic brothers and sisters were probably define a saint as someone who is deceased and who has been officially recognized by the church. But we Protestants have a broader understanding of what it means to be a saint. You see, the Apostle Paul addressed several of his letters to all the saints, meaning the entire congregation. So we understand saints to be all Christian people, those alive here on earth and those who live on in the hands of God in heaven, which means that you might be sitting next to a saint this morning, or there might just be one in your seat, in your chair. And then with respect to being perfect, that's not a requirement to be a saint either. Now, I love the way that Frederick Buechner talks about saints. He says, saints are just ordinary people like you and me, regular people who have their ups and downs, their shortcomings, but saints, well, they love Jesus so much that when you come in contact with them, they give you new life. I love that. Saints as life givers, people who 
work so hard to be mistaken for Jesus, who is, well, the ultimate giver of life. My paternal grandfather is one of my saints. I look forward to this day each year when I can light a candle and say a prayer of thanks for his life. He meant so much to me, and I loved him dearly. He was a great influence on me through all of my growing up years. Despite the fact that he was a Presbyterian minister, he would have been the first to tell you that he was not a perfect person, not by any stretch of the imagination. For example, he could be just the tiniest bit impatient, I mean, just a little bit impatient. My father, for example, remembers as a teenager staying in bed a little too long when my grandfather had repeatedly asked him to get up, and then with no ceremony whatsoever, my grandfather walked into the room with a little cup of cold water and poured it on my dad in bed just to make sure he knew it was time to get up. My aunt remembers vividly sitting in church one Sunday when my grandfather was up in the pulpit preaching a very long sermon on the importance of patience. And she thought to herself, now, hey, wait a minute. Aren't you the same person who just yelled at our whole family to get in the car because we were going to be late? No, he was not perfect. But he was wonderfully human. Once when I was a little kid, maybe fifth grade, we went to visit my grandparents. At that time, my grandfather was leading a small Presbyterian church in Belen, New Mexico. We sat through the worship service, and then it was time to go home to the parsonage and have lunch. My grandfather stood over in the corner of his sanctuary talking to a woman from his congregation. She looked really sad to me. I couldn't hear what they were saying, but the conversation went on for a long, long time. He stood there, and he stood there, and he stood there, and she looked like she was just pouring her heart out to him. He looked at her as if she was the most important person in the world, and he listened to her with the greatest look of compassion on his face. Several times during the conversation, I saw him reach out and pat her on the shoulder. And when the conversation ended, and she turned to go, I could have sworn that she walked away a little bit lighter. I don't know, friends. But in that moment, I could have mistaken him for Jesus. Today on this All Saints Day, you see, we give thanks for people like him, of course, we give thanks for the Martin Luther King Juniors and the, and the Mother Teresas, but we give thanks today for those ordinary people, those regular folks, grandparents, parents, children, aunts, uncles, neighbors, friends, co-workers, Sunday school teachers, you name it, people who have done their very best in their life to be mistaken for Jesus. And by their example, you see, perhaps we have come to believe that we can live in such a way that we can be mistaken for Jesus too. And don't we need that in this world? Oh my goodness, yes we do. Because you know, you might have noticed it's not easy to live as a follower of Jesus. It is not. It is very challenging. It's so hard. It's actually, well, rather countercultural. 
Flannery O'Connor puts it this way. He says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you odd. It's true, isn't it? Living as a follower of Jesus, seeking to be a person that could be mistaken for Jesus in this world, sets you apart because we live in this culture that glorifies wealth and appearances and power. Seeking to be mistaken for Jesus means embracing a life like we heard about in our text this morning, a life defined by the Beatitudes. Friends, is there a more challenging text in all of Holy Scripture than this one? If we take it seriously, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Blessed are those who are persecuted, who are gossiped about because of their dedication to Jesus. That is hardly the world's definition of blessed, is it? We need these saints, these beloved ones, to inspire us, to remind us that a truly blessed life is one marked by love of God and Jesus Christ. We need these saints to remind us that our goal in life is to grow more and more and more to be like Jesus so that maybe we can be mistaken for him. Friends, I want to ask you to just take one moment now and think about those saints in your life. Who are they? Who has shown Jesus to you and made him real and alive? Can you see their faces in your mind? Can you still feel their love in your heart? Thanks be to God for them. Thanks be to God that we have this day set aside to remember and honor and be inspired by these ones who dared to be meek peacemakers, who had the courage to walk the way of justice, to seek righteousness. Thanks be to God for those average Janes and Joes who dared be gentle and kind and loving in a culture that glorifies violence and domination and winning at all costs. Thanks be to God for them, those dear ones who have laid awake at night, not wondering how they could be like the latest TikTok star or make the cover of People magazine or earn another dollar, but instead have longed more than anything to be mistaken for Jesus. Will you pray with me? Most loving God, we give you thanks, for you have come to us in Christ Jesus our Lord, and through him we know the promise of eternal life. We rejoice that so many of our saints live on with you through that gift, but we rejoice as well, O oh God, that we are surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses right here, right now. 
Lord, inspire us, fill us with courage that we may work our whole life by the power of the Holy Spirit to be mistaken for Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.